Welcome again to the Transient Identity Podcast. This is your host, Albert Thompson, where we obsess over everything consumer. And today we have the pleasure of having Alex Pañeda from Claritas online uh, joining the podcast. So, Alex, welcome. Hey, Albert. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So before we sort of jump into the, the discussion and all that stuff, um, just uh, give the, the, the audience a bit of uh, the background and what your role is and responsibility is at Claritas. Yeah, definitely. And again, Albert, thank you for having me. I love taking this opportunity to, you know, take the platform and expand our conversation and the work that we do as multicultural marketers and marketers in general. So um, I am the client director at Claritas here in the Miami office. Okay. Um, and where we focus a lot is on the multicultural market digital activation as well. So Claritas being a national entity, Miami office is a bit more multicultural. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, good, good. That's great. I think it's going to make for a great discussion. So, um, you know, our people always talk about the cultural landscape, but not as it pertains to, you know, the geographic makeup. So, you know, this is really about sort of the current state of the physical cultural landscape, you know, moving beyond some of the the, the preconceived notions around basic ge- geographic clustering and all that stuff. So, look. When we get into advertising and for marketers, we know that I mean, demographics as a targeting parameter is dead, has been. Geographics as a, as a targeting parameter has long been dead. So there exists a sort of massive cultural movement in almost every DMA across the country. It's part urban sprawl. It's a part regentrification. It's part immigration. It's part sister city expansion, sort of that notion that you know, Baltimore is coming up in the backdrop of a DC. Uh, Brooklyn is, is is going through a boom on the backdrop of Manhattan. So, I mean, we're kind of, you know, it's a reminder that, um, and then you have these sort of incentivized relocation opportunities in particular when you start to look at the state of Texas, how, how industries have boomed in Austin, how corporations have moved to Plano. So, I mean, the rules are completely different. I mean, bottom line, when you start to think about consumerism, and what's driving things and, and, and what's going to constitute what happens in the region. It's more complex than it's ever been. So, and now you got to synthesize all this. You got you to make sense of all this. You couldn't go to one source, can't even look at just census data. You got to look at like a trifecta of data sources. So first talk to me about, you know, it backing up the combined entities of Geoscape and, and Claritas and what that has to offer. And then we'll get into how, what, what that lends to this very conversation. Yeah, definitely. And then so... I mean, as a reintroduction to those who weren't familiar with Geoscape, you know, back then, Geoscape was a multicultural market intelligence firm based out of Miami mm-hmm. that through the 90s up until around 2017 was mainly focused on market research and census type level data. Right? Right. So it's that those same census numbers that you're looking for, but a bit more enhanced, mostly known for um, how we segmented the Hispanic and Asian population into acculturation segments on a spectrum, right, of one to five that measured the degree in which Hispanics both retained their original culture yep. and also adopting any new aspects of their American culture, right? So if you're looking at the spectrum, you look at the left side, the ones and twos, that's your acculturated millennial type, second, third generation. Right. When at the right side, you're looking at the fours and fives, right? The unacculturated, slightly older, um, culturally rooted population. And then right dead center, um, is the hard, multi, the hard bicultural, right? The right. 200% Hispanic consumer. They're 100% in their Hispanic culture, while also 100% into their acquired American. Right? 
Right. So with this segmentation, we traditionally apply our insights to research, uh, brand trackers, miss brokerage, appending segments into CRMs, and finding those cultural distributions throughout markets, zip codes, and your on trade area. So that's where Geoscape got our footing. Fast forward to Claritas, previously a Nielsen company, getting carved out of a marketing giant um, by the private equity group called the Carlisle Group, mm -hmm. um, yep. created its own analytics powerhouse, right? With market research on financial, media, lifestyle, um, all built on the back of the tried and true Claritas prism segment. Gotcha. So, with Claritas being its own standalone entity between 2017 and up to now, um, essentially, uh, they acquired Geoscape and two other companies in the digital space, Parametric and AcquireWeb, to merge cultural data, behavioral data, and digital activation, right? So it's very exciting to see um, where we can create an amazing resource for both agencies and advertisers um, as an extension of their team to identify their target audience, deliver campaigns to these audiences at scale, and optimize campaigns on the fly to stay culturally relevant, right? So we call it our IDO approach. We identify, right. we deliver, and optimize. Essentially doing some of that synthesizing of that data that you were talking about, yep. kind of at one source and helping you out along the way. Wow, now that's fascinating. I mean, it seems like what's been assembled, assembled between the, so the acquisitions and the Claritas uh, is, a, is a, a great intersection of all the information and inputs that you have to start to sort of synthesize to make better sense of the sort of evolving geography. So let's talk about sort of the evolution of the cultural landscape when we think about the demographic makeup of a DMA. In particular, in the backdrop that a lot of them that were predominantly white over the years have now had an influx of just culture, a series of different cultures in multicultural segments. Um, so, you know, when you think about that, there are things that are just forever obsolete. And what I kind of wanted to do is sort of really touch on those, like touch on the things that, that you as a business and even your conversation with agencies, marketers have to completely dismiss in their eyes. Like that'll never work again. Like that's done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aubrey, you're going to get me going on this one. So yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, the cultural landscape has improved and evolved quite a bit uh, since historically referring to populations in a specific DMA or for a campaign, right? Right. Typically, you know, the old antiquated ways, we would see a DMA approach to where uh, the majority of the market is going to be a, a non-Hispanic white population with some multicultural populations sprinkled in, right? right? General market ads would get the job done, you know? Um, you know, you tailor your creative to your customer based on income bracket, a little bit of geography. Um, you choose which media channel will work best for you, and there goes your campaign, right? Nowadays, that's that's a death sentence, right? I think Aaron Walton in his article last week hit the, the nail on the head Absolutely. when he said, you know, the total market approach is, is just dangerous, right? And that's what a lot of marketers and advertisers were, and some still are used to, right? So the cultural landscape has now evolved to where many zip codes, counties, even whole DMAs have the so-called minority majority, right? So where multicultural groups outnumber the white population. I, I'm gonna be biased and call out you know, the Hispanic dominant DMAs of LA, San Antonio, Fresno, yep. that are already seeing this minority majority group um, where the total market approach just really won't cut it, right? Right. So meanwhile, you have these unfathomable growth percentages in the last 10 years of Hispanic and non-Hispanic black populations versus non-Hispanic white, right? You're looking at, you know, Des Moines, Iowa, 41% increase in Hispanics and, wow. and not blacks wow. versus a 3% 
non-Hispanic white population growth since 2010. Yeah. Right? You, you look at these numbers and you say, where is all the growth? Where is, you know, where am I going to put my dollars to? Well, what's going to expand my business? And the answer is multicultural. You can't, you can't take that total market approach anymore. Obsolete is a nice way to put it. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. And it's funny, we went through a similar exercise with one of our, our, our automotive client talking to the dealer body in Atlanta relative to the fact that, you know, my hometown, I grew up in Marietta, Cobb County, obviously predominantly white. Most of those counties at the time were, uh, uh, you know, for the first time in history, predominantly non-white. The last county, the one I grew up in, Cobb, was the last one to turn, basically at the end of 2019. The wake-up call was like, look, when you built these businesses, they were of one demographic makeup in terms of who was predominant. Now, it's a total cluster. It's black, it's Latino, it's uh, Pan-Asian American, it's Asian Indian, it's white. I mean, it, 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 it is almost like splitting the pie relatively consistently six or seven ways versus, you know, one particular audience segment, you know, having, having sort of owned and look, they're not, they're not lost on the urban sprawl of Atlanta, Metro Atlanta, down to Macon, Georgia now. But I don't think they could account for the fact that the demographic makeover meant a lot of what they've done is, is obsolete. So I'm curious, from the geoscaping days or the geoscaping lens, would have been some of the more eye-opening findings you guys have had, even in some of the other the DMAs across the country? Yeah, um, and I think that that kind of splits into to two ways, Albert, right? There's two ways to look at this data, right? There's these discoveries that you're talking about, right? First one, I'll give you an example of a, of a project I actually just finished up where the client contracted us to open their eyes on what was actually happening on the ground, very similar to the project that you had said. Um, and the second example is gonna be a very, very different conversation, right? So first off, you can't just focus on one group, even if it's a cultural group, you're just focusing on Hispanics or you're just focusing on Asians. It, you really have to broaden the horizon and go for a multicultural approach, right? So. Um, the first example of a geoscaped market discovery um, is actually a financial institution that has a presence in some of the largest markets in the U.S., right? So they catered specifically to the Hispanic market. Um, they had pivoted their brand to retain their market heritage of uh, international customers, right? So they had a huge presence and penetration for individuals coming in and out of the country. Um, but they also wanted to focus, narrow their focus essentially more on their domestic footprint. So. It's almost the opposite of what a typical project looks like today in convincing a client that the lion's share of their market's potential is not just sitting in the white population. Yeah. Right? So this wasn't, okay, you know, we have the international consumer down packed and we'd like to think we have an idea on the Hispanic. So who else can we serve and how are we going to reach them? Right? So what we were able to do um, was actually dive deeper into their markets and more specifically their trade areas, you know, three, five miles around the stores yep. um, and identify cultural populations that were in their footprint. So what we found was that a lot of their locations that were Hispanic focused, quote unquote, were actually sitting in areas within the DMA that had a higher concentration of non-Hispanic white folks, you know, that were a little bit older, had more net worth than their traditional target market. Yep. Um, on the flip side, you know, we were able to identify some of those store locations that had a dense population of Asian consumers that popped into their marketing. Right. That was unexpected, you know, and something that hasn't been accounted for because again, it's a lot more Hispanic focused advertising that they're doing, right? So they also had locations that had a trifecta of Hispanic, African-American and not Hispanic, white. 
Right? So, <laughs> a DMA approach, then zooming into zip codes and zooming into, okay, around our store, are we reaching and connecting and understanding our local communities, yeah. right? So these insights, they, they led to a change not only in, in, in culture, in language, creative specific to the cultural areas, but also a product mix strategy based on ownership rates, B2B messaging from a vertical standpoint, um, omni-channel activation by acculturation, whether it was Hispanic or Asian, um, and store staffing and op optimization, right? So for instance, you can tout your online app for the acculturated millennials all you want, but if you're serving an unacculturated Hispanic population, you need to understand that not only do you have to have a knowledgeable and bilingual bank teller or service representative on staff to communicate with this member, but also understand that for specific cultural subgroups, especially within Hispanic, there's an education piece to just have, right? Versus just selling a product or providing a service in language. So um, that project was extremely exciting. Um, it was exciting to partner with both the agency and the client to better understand and uh, connect with their local community. So that's that's the fun part of geoscaping <laughs> and DMA, right? Now you have the better conversation. So the other example um, is a very, very different it's proof it's to prove some of our partners and clients that are deeply um and trends that have worked so well for them that this landscape is changing right, right. you know it's the hey i know you've been successful for x amount of time using this approach yep how are times in the landscape are changing you know and you're going to be left in the dust that's, that's the hardest conversation to have and the geoscaping of a market area county zip codes trade areas however minute we need to get with the client will always help smooth out the process, right? So I can sit here and smile at you and tell you that multicultural is the path to growth. And I can send you Mark Pritchard, uh, CMO of Procter & Gamble, his quote over and over again. You know, if you're not doing multicultural marketing, you're not doing marketing. Yeah. But until that client sees the numbers of the opportunity you have for multicultural, and you see that as dollar signs that can either be yours or your competitors, that's where the geoscaping of a market can really help our clients see the light of, of growth and change. So two-part answer to that, but I think you can see both sides of the coin there. Yeah, I think one of the, you touched on it, part of it will lead into our, our next question. Part of what you touched on is brand advertisers will cast a profile of your consumer and they'll sell obviously at physical retail. And this, this say it's a big box retailer chain that they don't own. So it's part of their you know supply chain strategy where the makeup of the person who shops there doesn't match the profile of who's casted in their advertising. Pick up from a creative perspective, you know, you look at drugstores, for example, you know, your CVS, or Walgreens, you look at a Macy's, JCPenney, I mean, it's very clear. The footprint of, of people in there are largely black and brown, but if you look at where they're geographically situated, that's by design. People who are on, you know, more or less use more public transportation, highly densely populated areas, people who could essentially walk, to retail, right? But you know what I'm saying? So not have yep. to drive a long distance. Um, so those are in certain neighborhoods, but when you look at the advertising campaign, it's like you're actually trying to speak to somebody who is largely or predominantly white, but you're selling at a at a point of purchase that they, they are far in the minority who even walks into the store. So I would imagine you, you discover some disconnect between who you want to cast from a strategy perspective in, in your consumer profile, but you picked a retail partner who actually services the other ethnic groups. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's a mix and match and it's a game, you know, that that's the fun part of the game is yeah. understanding and connecting with your local communities, both on a creative ad messaging standpoint and at, at the point of sale, the point of purchase, 
are they at that same comfort level when they opened up your head? Right, right, absolutely. All right, well, cool. So look, let's get into kind of, as we sort of bring this home, one of the things that I've been uh, involved more recently is store visit attribution um, as, as, a, as signal data to what is pulling the trigger to get people to move to retail. And it's not necessarily under the notion of having to do a, a sales match, but it's like, look, you want to know from a leading indicator standpoint, what is driving people to go to the storefront? Is it this product versus that product? Is it with this offer versus that offer? Are they, are they more akin to go to this retail chain versus that one? I mean, you need, you need, you need foot traffic intelligence. Um, I would imagine this would be of tremendous value of overlaid with Claritas data. Or, or even the geoscaping of heat maps from a clustering standpoint of neighborhoods to what have you. So, you know, give us the, your perspective on sort of synthesizing this information with, which you guys offer. And, you know, as a two part, are there other information or data sources that, that would be of value, not necessarily a part of the, let's call it the Claritas research stack, but when added to it exponentially, the value goes up. Right, and yeah, no, no doubt that that um, portion of you know store attribution data uh, is important on its own. Um, but a lot of this data can be enhanced, like you had said. Maybe it's not included in our stack, but it can always be enhanced with some of the uh, the demographic data that we're able to, to, to produce. Right. So, um, on a mapping or pop or population distribution standpoint, you can attribute you know where somebody was given this specific in culture and language impression and which store location they were actually in, allocated to, right? So you're able to pinpoint where in these culturally dense geographic areas your ad was received, and then the distance traveled attribution of this target market within that geographic campaign, right? That's where the store optimization comes into play, right? Yeah. So when you want to make sure that they're receiving a Spanish language ad that we were talking about before, you're not showing up to the dealership and getting paired with John Smith, and you already have this. <laughs> I mean, we're doing something similar to where we're serving an impression, let's say, on social media. Um, you know, it's an in-culture, in-language social media. Um, let's say it's through Facebook. And then you send a follow-up in-culture, in-language email, right? And see what the conversion path was okay. until they click or walk into the store, right? Is it three emails? Is it four impressions? Like, how long did it take? And where did they finally um, pull that trigger, right? How many touch points, what messages? when and where was the trigger pulled. If the offer is similar to, let's say, going into an auto dealer for a test drive or walking into a store to buy a home, we're able to attribute location data to that conversion. Okay. On the reverse, we're also taking uh, historical listener data, right? So anybody who has visited a location last seven, 14, 30, 60 days, you know, coding those visitors uh, culturally and behaviorally using that geoscape and Claritas segmentation, um, and then building essentially a CRM of individuals that are segmented by the highest index profiles, right? So segments one, two, and three are your highest performing profiles because they visit often, okay. they represent a high priority, or they have a higher propensity, again, this is where the analytics come from, right? Um, a higher propensity to purchase your product vertical um, versus other geographic data, right? So these are the lowest hanging fruit, if you will. They're, they're familiar with your product or service, they were at your point of purchase, they had the most exposure, uh, retargeting them or building an audience of similar profiles would look the best in, in terms of, you know, building out high performing actors. Right. Um, in regards to what other data sources would be valuable alongside Claritas, it's like I had said before, if it's not included in our stack, you know, don't fault us about it. Right, right. Um, you can always enhance whatever you have available, right? I can always say that the sky, the sky is the limit. So. Um, if you have store purchase data, location data, sales data, anonymized medical data, 
emails, uh, first name, last name, address, any file that you have of individuals or individuals you want to target can always be enhanced in the Right. application. No, we're not the, the one-stop shop for all of this, right? But we know we're the most flexible and, and most comprehensive, right? So you need a mapping platform to find your best audiences, we've got you covered. You know, gotcha. our, our mapping platform, we can send you the cultural data or behavioral data to overlay the default map you have access to. You just want to print our map and then put some other attribution data on it, yeah. go right ahead, right? We'd be more than happy to help, right? Um, so we've always got your back. And, and the coolest part of the Claritas acquisition now is we're able to activate it the same way we're helping you understand. Okay. So not only can you look at your target market and say, this is who they are, this is you know how they behave, this is where they are, but now we can help you plug and play those same segments out onto the, uh, the digital ecosphere you want. So we're not the only data source you need. However, <laughs> it will supplement you greatly uh, with your current resources and let you look at the cultural landscape both on an offline and online. Okay. Cool, man. Look, this was uh, this was great. Love the depth. Love the context. I mean, I, I think there's no, no there's no no question of power of the platform what you guys offer, and I love the fact that there's the opportunity to quote unquote bolt on plugins or other data sources that can be overlaid on top of it. That's part of what a lot of the stuff we're going to start looking at moving forward. But I think it, you know to the degree that people want to use current information to start to look at how the landscape is shapeshift and how their business priorities, uh, it's great. Uh, with the power of Claritas offers, but I mean, even still, just the perspective you offered in terms of how people can start to sort of retool and rethink the business based upon what's changing each of the um, various large, you know, DMAs across the country, even the secondary markets, you know, you, some of those markets you mentioned, you know, uh, you know, you start talking about, you know, Idaho and, and some of these other states and cities where you're like, really, like, the, their culture exists there, it's, it's infused there, that's just part of a perspective that's just needed. So we move beyond sort of the st stereotypical understanding of top DMAs. But uh, look, love the perspective, man. It was great. We'll, we'll have to continue this, uh, this discussion and get you on the show again. Yeah, definitely. And I encourage everyone to, you know, you either go to claritas.com. And again, I, I want to reiterate, we're not your one-stop shop, right? So if you currently are getting data from any other data resources, you know, compare them, contrast them. Yeah. See how it can supplement what you're currently using. Um, if we can't be your one-stop shop, um, at least let us help you better understand and clarify the data you currently have access to, and then maybe even you know connect the dots back onto that, that digital landscape. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate so, it. Absolutely. Uh, so thanks for coming on, man. You take care. Awesome. Have a great one. You See too. You.